Hey, yo, what up, y'all? I am excited to share this with you. I could sing a song right now. Like, I could do backflips right now. I can do all of that. The Straight Up Podcast is now a part of the Growth Day Podcast Network. You heard it right. I told you, this year, I am not playing. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world, impact to the world, purpose to the world, and to support shows and brands that we believe in. That's what I'm a part of Growth Day. It's all about impact. And guess what? One of my friends is a part of this network, and I need you to go subscribe to his show. His name is Brendan Bruchard. I know y'all know Brendan. If you don't know Brendan, you're about to know Brendan. Go subscribe to Motivation with Brendan. Brendan is a thought leader changer. He is an OG in this space. He's helped my life so much. I could talk about Brendan for three hours. Just go listen, and I promise you, your life will never be the same. Again, it's called Motivation with Brendan. Go subscribe today and watch how your life is impacted. What's up, rehabbers across the world? Welcome to Straight Up with Trent Shelton. Throughout my career, from the NFL to sold-out stages speaking to thousands, I built up a toolkit to break through negative mindsets, let go of what's holding you back, and start rehabbing your life. And every show is going to be jam-packed with tips, tricks, and tools to push you forward. I'm always going to be real with you and give you the 100% truth, even when it's going to pierce your heart. This is me, Trent Shelton. Straight Up. Welcome to episode 10 of the Straight Up Podcast. And today's one of those days that I'm just going to get right to it. I don't know if you know this, but you only get one life, one chance. And every single day you wake up, you got a choice. You can sing your song of greatness or you can let the world silence that voice. You see, people die every day with regrets. So my question is, is that going to be you? Get into your final days of life knowing you're about to die with your dreams because you never acted on making those dreams come true. Knowing you're never going to meet the greatest you. Why? Because you wasted so much of your life not doing the things you were created to do. Listen to me. Please don't experience death knowing you settle for less. Please don't get to your final breaths of life knowing you didn't give your best because once life is over, it's over. There's no do-overs. It's done. So you got to stop living life like you get another shot at this because the truth is you only get one. I promise you there will come a day when tomorrow doesn't come. So today you have a choice. You can either face everything and rise or you can fear everything and run. You got a choice. You can go for it or you can continue to just watch it go by. But I need you to understand this. Failure only exists in the life that doesn't try. Don't be the person that lives but never truly feels alive. Be the person that knows the sky isn't the limit because they wasn't afraid to fly. Understand this truth. You might not be in control of how you die, but I promise you this. You are in control of how you live. So don't be the person that chooses to give up when you know in your heart that you got so much more to give. Like, why choose to live unfulfilled when you can choose to live great? I promise you it's possible because the only impossibilities that exist are the ones you create. I guarantee you, 
You'll miss 100% of the shots that you never take. So shoot away. Stop playing it safe. Because the only strikeout in life is not stepping up to the plate. So no more someday. Forget one day. Start today. And make today your day one. The road to becoming the greatest you has just begun. I got a question for you. Are you going to die with your dreams? Are you going to die not meeting the greatest version of yourself? Are you going to die not becoming legendary? And I want you to understand what legendary, being legendary is all about. It's not about some title. It's not about some status. Like, I know we look up to people. We consider celebrities legendary. We consider, you know, people that we follow online legendary because they have a lot of followers. Legendariness has nothing to do with that. Becoming legendary is just using your life to impact other people. Write this down, this definition down of what a legend truly is. A legend is just an ordinary person, okay? A legend is just an ordinary person with extraordinary determination. That's it. A legendary person is just an ordinary person with extraordinary commitment, with extraordinary discipline, with extraordinary faith, heart, consistency. That's it. I don't want anybody to die with their dreams. Like you deserve your life. People around you like deserves to benefit off of you giving your gift to the world. And I know so many of us, we're scared of failure. Man, forget failure. Like you got to understand the definition of what failure truly is. Failure is not trying to do something and not accomplish it in that, in that attempt. That's not failure. That's called the process. That's called the journey. Most people's attempt to do something doesn't go perfect. They don't accomplish it the first time, third time, 10th time. What failure is, failure is wasting your gift. Failure is dying with your dreams. Failure is wasting your life. Failure is getting knocked down and choosing to stay down. Failure is throwing in the towel. Failure is quitting. That's failure. Because the journey is going to be filled with ups and downs. The journey teaches you how to be great. So understand the truth about that. Like legendary people, they understand. They understand that it takes a process of trying something and not getting it. But they understand that they can keep coming back. Can't nobody keep you down without your permission. So don't be afraid of failing. Be afraid of not trying. <laughs> don't be afraid of falling. Be afraid of not climbing. And I just want to tell you this, like, you don't have time. Like, that's the greatest lie that we, we ever could think about. Like, none of us know how much time we have left. And I know you hear this a lot. And this episode isn't to put fear in your heart. It's to put reality on your mind. It's to have you think with urgency. Because we think that we have time because we don't truly value time because time was given us since birth. So none of us really understand the value of time because we never live without it. I think what really helped me was almost, and I never told this story before, but me almost dying when I was about six or seven years old. I lived in New Orleans, and if you live in New Orleans or a humid city or Houston or Florida, like you understand the humidity is terrible. And I had asthma, like not like a, a small form of asthma. I had asthma bad. I'm talking about breathing treatments every night. I would panic if I didn't have my inhaler. Like very, very bad. And when I was about six or seven years old, maybe eight, I had a real bad asthma attack, like really, really bad. And it lasted for a long period of time. And at that time, I don't know what it's called now, but they diagnosed it as coughing asthma. It was one of the rare forms that people didn't see. And at that time, we wasn't educated on how to take care of asthma. Like we didn't know it was some, you know, dealing with the foods or dairy. We didn't know nothing about that. Like we didn't know. 
And so I was just coughing my lungs out. I was coughing so bad that the white around my eyes turned red. Like I looked like I was possessed. People were scared to even look at me in the eyes. And so I remember vividly, this lasted for a few weeks. We actually went to a doctor and the doctor gave me the wrong medication. The doctor gave me a medicine that suppresses the cough, which made it worse. And so I remember we went to my mom's friend's house. Her name was Sister Stuman. She's no longer here with us. And she said, take that baby to the hospital right now, like right now today. So we go home, you know, we get my family, we rush to the hospital. I remember not being able to make it almost because we put on the side of the road and I was throwing up. I was coughing so bad. As soon as we get to Children's Hospital in downtown New Orleans, I lived in Kenner, so it's probably like a 20-minute drive. We get there. They check me in the ICU immediately, rush me back there. They hook me up to all these breathing machines, and they kind of get it under control, at least they thought. So my mom, them, I think they went to go take, do some paperwork or something like that. The, the nurses, they, they went to do something. They turned their back, and I remember them turning their back, and I remember not being able to breathe. And that's the last thing I remember. My mom told me some man, like right across in the emergency room, was like, he was cussing out the doctors, like, this kid isn't breathing. Like, what are y'all doing? And all I remember was waking up to a whole bunch of people around me. You know, I was pretty much dying. And that moment at that young age made me realize the value of life. And I think it was that moment that made me make up my mind to go hard. We determine time by age, right? We think, oh, I'm 11 years old or I'm 10 years old or I'm 20 years old, I'm 30 years old, I'm 40 years old, I'm 50. I have so much time left because a lot of us determine time by age. I was eight years old in that moment. And just to be real, there's people in the world that are young, that are 10 years old, that's not going to see to 12 years old, right? There's somebody out in the world that tomorrow is there today, the next hour is their, their last moment. And so I've realized the value of time. I realized the value of life. Some of us, we take it for granted. And I know it because we live like tomorrow is guaranteed. We live in procrastination. We keep our dreams inside of us. Like when you understand that tomorrow is not guaranteed forever, can in tomorrow, you live with a different type of urgency. And my life isn't perfect. I have things I procrastinate on, but it pierces my heart when I procrastinate because I'm like, okay, Trent, you don't have to next week. You don't have to next year. Stop putting off to, till tomorrow what should be done today. And you have to understand this. It's not about how long you live. It's not. It's about how you live. Like, let's talk about Kobe. Rest in peace to Kobe and everybody affected. And Kobe impacted us in a whole different light. Kobe was my favorite basketball player. I have a bobblehead literally right here in my office, and I loved his mentality. My favorite basketball player growing up, him and Allen Iverson. What Kobe did in 41 years, most people don't do in a lifetime. Kobe didn't waste his life. There's people that are 90 years old that have wasted their life. So who do you think lived a more fulfilled life? Somebody that's 30 years old that went all for it or somebody that's seven years, 70 years old that didn't do anything. So understand it's not about how long you live. It's about how you live. It's not about how much time you have left necessarily. It's about what you do with the time that you have left. The truth is the average lifespan, understand this, the average lifespan is just under 26,000 days, 26,000 days. And if my math is right, it might be off. I'm not, you know, a math major, but that's like 71 years for some of us listening to this. And hopefully we, we kill that. Hopefully we live to 200 years old, but I'm 35. 
So on the average, right, my life is almost over. Think about that. Well, like halfway over. I wouldn't say almost, but halfway over. So don't be the person that thinks that they have time. And I'm not trying to put this pressure in you, freak out, nothing like that. It's just to have you look at every single day differently, right? Every single day is a blessing. Every single day you should wake up with appreciation and urgency, not in an urgent way that makes you panic, but in an urgent way that makes you want to go to the office like I did today and get this podcast done because I'm blessed to be able to do this podcast or start that business or give that idea to the world, go to the gym to shoot them shots or go to practice, whatever it is for you, whatever that dream is. It should create that type of urgency because you're you're so appreciative that you have life today. Another thing that I, I don't want you to die with is I don't want you to die with regrets. The number one regret in life, listen to this, the number one regret in life that people have when they're about to die is I wish I had the courage. I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself not the life others expected of me. This was the most common regret of all. When people realize that their life is almost over and they look back clearly on it, and it's easy to see how many dreams have gone unfulfilled. Like, I don't want to get to that place and look back on my life and realize that I wasted so much of it. I don't want to have the I wish I would have mindset. And so many of us have it now. Right? There's things that I look back and, man, I wish I would have went harder at that. I wish I would have paid more attention in school. You know, I wish I would have took football more seriously. And I could easily live in the regret mindset, but instead I let that inspire me to no longer have those I wish I would have did this. I don't want to get to my life and have all these regrets saying, man, what if I would have did this? What if I would have loved harder? Man, I wish I would have talked to this person more. I wish I would have created more memories. I don't want to have questions when I get to the end of my life. I want to have answers. I don't want you to have questions when you get to the end of your life, or at least so many questions. I want you to have more answers. I want you to be like, listen, I don't wish I would have did that. I did it. I'm so glad that I went for it. I'm so glad that I spent time with my family. I'm so glad that I prioritized the most important things in my life because that's a question that, I'm at, that I want to ask you right now and you for you to think about. And at the end of this, I'm going to have a probably three or four questions that I ask myself every single day that I want to share with you. But there's so many people that live a life full of chasing things that don't matter. Worrying about things that don't matter. Think about that. How many things that don't matter are controlling your life? How many things that shouldn't matter that you're allowing to matter in your life? And one question that I ask myself very often, probably every single day, I probably ask myself it way too much is what are the things that's going to matter when I get to the end of my life? Like, what's truly going to matter? And I live my life like that. Just think, you know, how much talent, how many dreams, how many ideas are in the grave? You know, I have a video coming out very soon with Tristan. And some people might think it's crazy. Some people might think it's weird. And I often tell people what I do and how this helps me. Because when someone passes away, a lot of us, we get inspired usually, right? It usually makes you look at life a little bit differently. You know, if somebody close to you or someone like Kobe, you kind of start looking at life in a different lens. You start to reflect about your life and think about your life and usually operate for a short period of time differently. One of the things that I do, and I encourage you all to do this, 
You know, make sure you go at a time where it's safe. You go with somebody. You bring people that you care about. You bring your employees. You bring even your family. I go visit the cemetery. I go visit the cemetery very often because the cemetery is a place of reality for me. I know no matter what I do in this, this world, right, no matter how much I try to prevent it, like I hope, hopefully it's a long time away, but there is a day that I'm going to be there. And as Les Brown says, the cemetery is the richest place in the world. And you know why? Because there's so many dreams there that were never lived. So many ideas that were never birthed. So many gifts that were left inside. So many books that were never written. So many movies that were never created. Because so many people were afraid to go for it. Maybe those people thought that they had time. Maybe they were afraid of failure, afraid of being judged. Don't be afraid of those things. Be afraid of not showing up. Be afraid of not giving your all to this world. Be afraid of not unwrapping your gift. Like, be afraid of that. And as me and Tristan walked around the cemetery, we looked at tombstones. And I told Tristan, I said, man, like, None of us can control, no matter how much money we have, how much power we have, how much influence we have, none of us can control our appointed time. I said, look at these tombstones. And he saw people that were 100 years old. He saw people that were 20 years old. He saw people that were two years old, 35 years old. And he said, Dad, death doesn't discriminate, does it? I said, absolutely not. Death don't care about how rich or poor you are. Death don't care about how old or young you are. Death don't care about your color, your social status, none of that. When it's your appointed time, you're not going to miss that meeting. And the thing that I told my son, you'll see in this video, and I want to tell you, I said, Tristan, I want you to understand this truth and this fact, and I want you to understand that you're listening to it right, this right now. You're not old or young, okay? You're not old or young based on your birthday. You know, so many of us, we think, oh, I'm young because I'm 20. I'm young because I'm 30. I'm young because I'm 15. Or you might be saying, oh, I'm old because whatever you think old is. Some of y'all think old is 35. A wise man once told me this and it changed my life forever. You're not old or young because of your birthday. You're old or young because of your death date. And what that means is that as I said earlier in this podcast episode, there's an 11-year-old. Now, I told Tristan this because Tristan is last. I said, Tristan, there's an 11-year-old that's not going to see 12. That 11-year-old is old, right? Because we don't base it off age. We base it off time. There's a 90-year-old that has 20 years left. So if we're basing age, quote-unquote, by time, who's older? And Tristan said, man, that 11-year-old is older. So I want you to really like grasp the concept of life. I don't want you to die with your dreams. I want you to live your dreams. I don't want you to die with regret. I want you to look back on your life and be proud that you went for it. Even if it didn't turn out the way that you wanted it to turn out. And one thing I wanted to say about failure that I didn't get to say earlier is I want you to like, let's look at Kobe, for example. Because people are so afraid to, like, fail, quote-unquote. 
And that's why so many people leave their gifts wrapped up. Like, it's like the main reason and fear. But let's look at Kobe as a basketball player. Right? I'm always going to argue that Kobe is like one of the greatest. Always going to argue. Always have and always will because he's one of my favorite players ever. But we look at Kobe's accolades, right? Kobe has a NBA MVP. He has five championships. He has all defensive teams. He's top five in scoring. All these records that we all talk about, right? But there's a record that he has that most people don't know about, that most people don't talk about. And that record is the most missed shots in NBA history. And I think he set that record like in 2016 when Kobe retired around then. I think he retired 2017 season. It was like 13,000 missed shots at that time. What does that tell you? If you're a football player, you know Barry Sanders, right? Legendary. Legendary. These guys are legendary. Barry Sanders has the most lost yards as a running back in NFL history. Last time I checked. But yet, he's considered one of the best running backs ever. Kobe is considered one of the best ever. So what does that tell you? In order to become legendary, you can't be afraid to fail. You can't be afraid to miss shots because I promise you this. All the missed shots taught Kobe how to make shots. All the lost yards taught Barry how to gain more yards. So go shoot away. Stop being afraid to miss. Stop being afraid to fall down. I want you to ask yourself these three questions. And these are questions that I think about very often. Okay? I think about these very often because it, it keeps me focused right, on appreciating life. It keeps me focused on the important things and helping me keep the most important things, the most important things. And I want you to write these questions down and really think about it and think about these often. First question, if the truth was written on your tombstone, the truth, like the truth had to be written, like nobody can make up anything that sounded good, right, or, you know, like a lot of people do. I'm talking about if the truth was written on your tombstone, what would it say? What would it say? Would it say lived but never truly felt alive? Would it say, would it say didn't go for his, his or her dreams? Or would it say this person died empty because they lived a full life? Like that should be the standard of your life. Not to die full, but to die empty. What's the point of living empty? Now you want to live a, a full life. You know, this is kind of like some humor, but it, it, it's, Maybe I shouldn't say this, but it's true. Like I've been to funerals and somebody's giving a eulogy about a person and I, I know that person and I get it. You're not going to like say negative things about the person. But I told Maria, my wife, if y'all know Maria, I told Maria, I said, I want the truth spoken at my funeral because I know I'm going to live a life, a legendary life that is going to be a lot of great truth spoken. I want the truth spoken. However I live my life, I want you to speak the truth because that's what keeps me consistent on how I live my life right now. But I remember being at funeral service and they like talking about the person. I'm like, are we at a, like, I got to look back at the, like the, uh, the program. Be like, are we at a different service? Like, nah, like this, this person didn't live like that. If the truth was spoken at your funeral, if the truth was written on your tombstone, what would it say? Or what would they say? The second question I want to ask you that I want you to think about if your life ended today, which is not, but if your life ended today, what regrets would you have? 
I want you to write all those regrets down. I want you to see those regrets every single day, every single day, because I would rather you see those regrets and you go turn those regrets into no longer regrets than those regrets stay with you until you die. So write down all the regrets. Is it, man, I regret not spending more time with my family. I regret not traveling more. I regret not creating more memories, more experiences. I regret not giving this idea to the world. I regret not starting. I regret not going for whatever it is. I want you to be clear with it. And you see it every single day until you start crossing out those regrets because you're actually going for it. The third thing, and I'll leave you with this. What is something about your life? <laughs> man, Whew. hold on. <sighs> I get passionate, man. Darn near got tears coming in my eyes right now. Because I know it's going to be life-changing for somebody out there listening to it, even if it's just one. That's all that matters to me. What is something about your life that death isn't going to kill? I'm going to say that again. What is something about your life that death isn't going to kill? Another way to put this is, what's going to live on once you move on? And if you have nothing in your life that death cannot kill, it's time for you to get very clear and go do, and go do some things in your life that death cannot kill. That's what being legendary is all about. You know, as great of a life that Kobe has lived, as, as impactful as he was while he was alive, his death is more impactful. How many people you see now want to be better fathers? How many people you see now want to develop this mama mentality? And it was there. How many people you see now wanting to appreciate life more? That's legendary. Legendary means that being a legend means that your death impacts more people than your life ever did. That's my standard of how I want to live my life. I want to live such a legendary life that when I die, I'm still living on. That when I die, I'm impacting people. Whether it be people having a championship mindset, whether it be people wanting to be better fathers and better husbands, whether it be one, people wanting to, to go for it as a speaker or whatever it is, maybe they felt like, man, I'm different or, and they look at me and they see me with tattoos and dreadlocks and a fitted cap and they say, man, I can be myself like Allen Iverson inspired me to be myself. That's what being legendary is all about. As the great quote from the Sandlot movie, heroes get remembered, but legends, they never die. What about you is never going to die? What about you is it that people are going to take from your life to make their life better? How are you going to inspire them? And the only way you're going to inspire them when you're gone is to inspire them while you're here. Listen, don't disrespect your life by wasting your life. I believe the greatest disrespect of life is wasting it. You might not be in control of how you die. I pray you aren't in control of how you die. But I promise you, you are in control of how you live. You weren't in control of your birthday. And I pray you're not in control of your death date. But you are in control of how you live your life between those days. Don't waste it. You go live your life to the fullest. You only get one shot at this. Share this with someone that you know. Because there's so many people that need to hear this message. Make sure you write down those list of regrets. 
and tag me on stories and tell me why you're not going to keep those regrets, regrets too much longer. It's rehab time. Let's get it straight up. Straight up is hosted and recorded by me, Trent Shelton. The episodes are produced by Chelsea Harfouche and mixed and edited by Andrew Weller. Cameron Berkman is our executive producer. Straight Up with Trent Shelton is a production of The Hollis Company. Hey, I want to make sure you got my phone number. Like, for real, for real. No kidding. Did you even know that I have a community text number? And if you don't, where have you been? So go ahead, take out your pen and paper, take out your phone, and write this number down. My phone number is 817-242-2719. Yep, I'm repeating for you. 817-242-2719. People always ask, Trent, how did you get that community text number? And how does it work? Well, today's your lucky day. Go to community.com and go get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using texting. People just text you at the number. They're added to the group. And then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. Like you already know, I text out podcast links, random things about life. I text out surprises, all the things that I don't post anywhere else except my rehabber text community. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly to you. And guess what? Now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your number. They'll give you a 10-digit real phone number. Not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than just a number, y'all. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS texting. This means you can actually manage your text links from your community and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts at certain times to certain groups. It even comes with auto-replies, so many things. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your phone number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for just that. So go to check them out at community.com. That's community.com. Let's get it. Hey, you, I got a question for you. Are you trying to build your community online this year? If not, you should. Without the rehabbers across the world, there will be no trend show in the rehab time. Everyone in business is talking about the power of community because when you get community right, not only does your audience grow faster, but so does your sales. But where is everyone managing their communities these days? A lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to Circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content, create discussions, live streams, group chats, memberships, all under your own brand. And what's cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or a Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked or unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has its 14-day trial free just for you. Go to circle.so. Imagine being able to manage your community, start chat groups and live classes, accept payments all in one place. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. Let's get it.